Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Monster Monday. We're presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Most of you know this. Five teams over seven years. Thank goodness, because it helped me get a bunch of media gigs and all these podcasts. We will also record the College Draft podcast today. A lot to get to there with the transfer portal and some of the upcoming bowl games and guys switching uh, conferences, and it's it's nuts. Guys declaring for the NFL draft, FCS stuff. A lot to get to on the College Draft Podcast today. New week means new winners. Please spread the word in any way you can about the show. The easiest way to do it is just to rate and review the show. Or, heck, you can just email me your Spotify wrapped, ross at rosstucker.com. Or better yet, tweet it to us, at rosstuckerpod, at rosstuckernfl. So many good sponsors, ExpressVPN and Babbel and GameTime. Big fan of those of you that take advantage of our sponsors. Good time to do it, right? With the holidays coming up. We're in Hanukkah. Christmas is a couple weeks away. And then the YouTube shout-out. People really like, I like doing those videos for you guys. Just make sure you subscribe, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just hit the thumbs up, it's free. And then reply to any video and say, Ross, I just want the free cameo style video. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, what were your overall themes from week 14 across the NFL? There's a bunch uh, that kind of jump out to me actually this week, Jack. One is... You know, I noticed this right from the opening kickoffs at 1 o'clock on the red zone. The amount of guys that are running back kickoffs and not getting to the 25-yard line. Like, hey, guys, what, what, what are we doing here? I mean, you, you can get to the 25-yard line for free. Just fair catch it. It's a new rule this year. I, I don't really understand. I mean, sometimes they're getting to the 15-yard line, the 17-yard line. It's, it's like 8, 10 free yards. Uh, the other one is I noticed 
some of these teams, you'll, you'll see this over the next month or so, the teams that are really desperate, right, or players, quarterbacks that are really desperate, watch how much more they run, like Justin Fields yesterday for the Bears. He's trying to save his job. Eberflus is trying to save his job. Desperate times call for desperate measures. You'll see more quarterbacks running, although they need to be careful. That's one of the other things that jumped out to me, Jack, is just watching and seeing all the quarterbacks out there that were already banged up. I mean, Trevor Lawrence with the ankle, which obviously was not nearly as bad as he made it seem to be last Monday night. I mean, it, you know, he was acting like he was done for the season, and he was moving around fine yesterday. Derek Carr, who has multiple injuries, but still found a way to play yesterday. Jalen Hurts, although I thought Hurts actually looked a little healthier, looked a little bit better. And then guys got hurt during the game. Jack, you had Justin Herbert fractured the index finger. So Easton Stick had to come in. C.J. Stroud is in the concussion protocol for the back of his head slammed on the MetLife turf. So Davis Mills had to come in. Heck, eight, there was an A.J. McCarron sighting for the Bengals when Browning had to go out with hand cramps or whatever, which I thought was interesting. Uh, some other themes... I don't know if you noticed this, Jack. I think I tweeted about it, at Ross Tucker NFL. How about all the wide open touchdowns for tight ends, especially in the 1 o'clock? Njoku had two, uh, likely had one. Who else? Kyle Pitts. I mean, they were not covering tight ends. It was like that was what the first half of the 1 o'clock Eastern games were all about. Speaking of tight ends, I did want to just say this before I forget, Jack. Um, really tough blow yesterday to the NFL community. Me personally, when uh, found out that Frank Wycheck passed away, he's a Philly guy, um, had an outstanding career in the NFL, and uh, awesome, awesome guy. But he was really struggling. He was really struggling with um, the hits to the head and the impact of that as a guy that was a lead fullback, and he was pretty open about it. I talked to him a couple times about it. I talked to him about, you know, some of the resources the NFL had. I talked to him about the concussion settlement. So that, that hurts tremendously. That news I'm thinking about Frank's family. And then the only other thing, which I guess I'll get to a little bit later, Jack is just the officiating in the news again, uh, which I don't know. I don't even know if it hurts the NFL that much. It just makes us all talk about it even more. You know what else I think, Jack? I think when I'm in a hotel, I'm real glad I have ExpressVPN. Listen, you can't fool your internet provider. You think private mode helps privacy incognito? Doesn't. Doesn't keep your activity private. The internet provider, whoever it is, can still see all the websites you've clicked on. You know who else can see everything? Whoever owns the Wi-Fi you're using. Is that your boss? Your school? Your parents? So I use ExpressVPN. All my traffic gets rerouted through an encrypted server. So all my browsing activity stays between me and me. ExpressVPN's app works on all my devices, including my phone. Best of all, it's super easy to use. Take yourself off the naughty list. <laughs> With the number one rated VPN, visit expressvpn.com slash Tucker 
and get three extra months for free. For free. Why, like, why would you not try it? That's actually a pretty cool gift to get somebody for the holidays. Hey, I'm thinking of you. EXPRESSVPN.com slash Tucker. ExpressVPN.com slash Tucker. All right, Ross, we'll start Tampa Bay. They opened the NFC South race wide open for the last second score to beat the Falcons, 29-25. What a fun game. Really exciting, fun game. I mean, the Bucks are winning, and the Falcons go all the way down and score a touchdown to take the lead, and they're celebrating and thinking they got it done, but then the defense couldn't stop Baker Mayfield. I mean, I, I think Ritter and the Falcons' offense felt like they did their part on that final touchdown drive, Ritter, I mean, he pulled the ball on his own read. And I can't remember the DN for the Bucks, but he knew it was coming. Like, he was right there ready for it. And Ritter still able to just get around the edge, around the corner for that touchdown. But then the Falcons defense, which had been playing pretty well, they couldn't seal the deal. I didn't think Mayfield was great really the whole game, but he made the plays he needed to on that final drive for the game-winning touchdown. Ritter, actually, I think might have had a career high in passing yards. He still just has a couple critical mistakes that cost him every game, it seems like. The Bucs really had to lean on Rashad White. That might have been one of Rashad White's best games, their running back. The O-line for the Falcons beat to shreds. I mean, they already were missing two starters at the start of the game. And then their two best offensive linemen, I would say, Jake Matthews and Chris Lindstrom, both got hurt during the game. The other big positive, I would say, for the Falcons, Drake London, big day. And that one catch he made was outrageous, just outrageous. The Rams hang with the Ravens. Baltimore gets it done with a punt return game-wing touchdown over time, 37-31. So awesome. I mean, I got to make them my hub spot fourth quarter team, right? I mean, it was just so, so entertaining in football the fourth quarter is where games are won in business it's where many deals are closed that's why this week's fourth quarter pick is brought to you by hubspot sales hub and honestly i don't know if it's just fourth quarter it's fourth quarter and overtime that was crazy so let's start with this the ravens in fourth quarter when they had to have it Lamar Jackson takes him all the way down the field for the go-ahead touchdown. Zay Flowers, and they get the two-point conversion. You're like, Lamar did it. Came through in the clutch when he had to. Lamar got done. But then the Ravens couldn't stop the Rams from getting a field goal. I mean, Marlon Humphrey slips twice. He almost had a pick in the end zone. The Rams have to settle for a field goal. We go to overtime. Both teams, I think, went three and out. And then Tylen Wallace... Your backup punt returner takes it to the house in overtime for the win. That might be as electric of a play as there is in the sport. An overtime walk-off punt return, I don't think it gets any better than that. I mean, that was awesome, Jack. I loved every aspect of it. Uh, It was just an awesome game. You know, I thought Stafford had another big day. Uh... Primarily to Cooper Cup, but how about the one throw and catch from him to Puka Nakua? Puka Nakua is a star. Kyron Williams had a nice game. Um, When you watch Lamar drop back, he's really holding the ball for a while. It feels like he's really missing 
Mark Andrews. The key for the Ravens in this game was just the big plays. We talked about the one to Likely, but then the big one to OBJ as well. That was a game the Ravens, that, like they could not lose that game at home to the Rams. Detroit, they lose a must-win game in the race for the one seed. They fall to the Bears, 28-13. The Bears. This was actually pretty similar to their meeting like a month ago. So the first thing is, the Bears defense, Jack, is legit. And they have been for a while. Those guys are playing at a high level. Montez Sweat really added something. Jalen Johnson on the back end. I think that was the least amount of yards the Lions have had on offense all season. So kudos to the Bears defense for that. Impressive. Um, You know, on offense, Fields was running a lot. I mentioned that earlier. He took some big shots. He's got to be careful. I think the star of the game, though, to me was DJ Moore. Awesome. Awesome. Has a big day as a receiver. Big day. He even had a rushing touchdown the first of his career. And then the last thing is, man, when the Lions' fourth down magic isn't working, it can get ugly. I mean, how many fourth downs did they not convert on? But, you know, Dan Campbell, he keeps firing. The Brown inning inning continues with Cincinnati. He continues to giving Cincinnati a second chance this season. They blow out the Colts 34-14. So now I know why Browning set all these records in high school. He's just really, really accurate. He's, he's completing close to 80% of his passes through his three starts. That is really, really impressive. 80%? That's not that easy if there's no defense. Uh, you know, he had to cramp. He didn't miss that many plays, but he said he just didn't hydrate enough. I don't know. A hand cramp is strange, though, Jack. It's usually like you get a calf cramp. A hand cramp, I think, is strange to me. And then the penalties and the turnovers just killed the Colts' offense. You know, they actually were able to come back from 14 nothing to tie at 14-14, but the Bengals were clearly the better team the whole game. Just like it's 2008, Ford separates themselves from the Jaguars, being Jacksonville 31-27. Say it again? Just like it's 2008, Ford separates themselves from the Jaguars, beating Jacksonville. Ford sold the Jaguar brand in 2008. They separate themselves from him. <laughs> so, Jack, so a couple of things. First of all, how many of our listeners do you think know that? I mean, I feel like a decent amount of people would know that Ford used to own Jaguar. I mean, that's not like a crazy thing. They're two pretty popular car brands. How much time do you spend like trying to look this stuff up? Not a lot. It's just Ford presents a Ford with a lot of animal names just presents a lot of car opportunity puns, especially at the Broncos a couple weeks ago. I just looked up I mean the Ford. I didn't know. I just googled Ford did the Ford own Jaguars and said, "Yeah." So, I just ran with it. <laughs> well done, Jack. Well done. Go out and get yourself a Labatt Blue Light. Drink that uh, tonight with your buddies while you're watching Monday Night Football. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA. Buffalo, New York. And actually, while you're at it, Jack, when the clock stops at halftime tonight, order on DoorDash. Why not? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning. You probably stay up late. You're still early 20s. You got it. That's your cue to order in. Get everything you want delivered. While you root for your squad. 
That means burgers, fries, drinks, you name it. And if you have a Dash Pass membership, you can get the new Wendy's Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger delivered. Yet right now, the Loaded Nacho Cheeseburger is exclusively available with Dash Pass at participating U.S. Wendy's for a limited time. Still no Denzel Ward uh, for the Browns. And Juan Thornhill, I think, maybe hurt his calf in pregame warmups, which was interesting timing since Delpit, the other safety, got contract extension. Good for him. It, this was just a turnover fest. I mean, both teams, turnover, turnover, especially Lawrence, the interceptions. I will say, um, I thought Lawrence looked healthy, and they moved the ball decently, or at least took advantage of short fields. Fezzik recommended the under. He said it was going to be 25 to 30 mile an hour wins. I'll have a lot to say to Steve about that tomorrow on the Even Money Betting Podcast. I would not have done that without the win thing. That wasn't the case. Those guys were throwing the ball all over the place. What are you talking about, Steve? Flacco played awesome. He had one interception where his, his wide receiver got nailed and fell down. But he played awesome. Been named the starter for the rest of the season. He deserves it. Uh, very interesting, by the way, the Jags, when they scored the touchdown to make it 31-27, going for two. I'm going to talk to Steve about that tomorrow on the Even Money Betting Podcast. I understand why. They're basically saying a two-point conversion and overtime are both a 50-50 proposition. So they'd rather go for the two than go for overtime. That's essentially what that, – that's the short version. Carolina outgains the Saints by 100 yards, but they caught a brutal case of no touchdown-itis, losing 28-6. Well, and I, I tweeted this, at Ross Tucker NFL. I mean, Bryce Young, this, is not, this does not look like the young man that we saw at Alabama. He, he's holding on to the ball. He used to have such a knack for making guys miss and making the right play at the right time. Now it's like the opposite. I mean, it just looks like he's shell-shocked. Hope he's not broken like for the rest of his career. Then for the Saints, they struggled to score. I mean, they scored late, but for the most part, they were struggling to score. Derek Carr was all about the checkdowns. Probably didn't want to get hit because of his injuries. And the Panthers, they actually ran it pretty well. Miles Sanders, like, how does Miles Sanders have a run to the one-inch line and you don't score a touchdown? How does that happen? I mean, they bogged down the red zone. Just bad. Just bad bad ball by the Panthers. Is Zach Backross New York? They just mailed the Texans 36. Well, he certainly was for this game. I mean, Zach Wilson balled out, especially in the second half. 30 points? It was 0-0 at halftime. 30 points? It was an absolute punt fest in the first half. I'm happy for Zach Wilson. I don't know what was different. Maybe he's like, ah, what are they going to do, bench me again? They've already benched me a couple times. How, how much worse can it get? Maybe he just played freer, looser? I, I don't know. Good for him, though, because he needed that. They needed that. Bad game for the Texans in every way. I mean, they couldn't move the ball. Nico Collins hurts his calf. You already don't have Dalton Schultz and Tank Dell. And then Nico Collins hurts his calf. And then Stroud, I already told you earlier, is now in the concussion protocol. Bad all the way around, really, for the Texans. I don't even. This one, Minnesota, 
they 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 won. They had. There's a reason we didn't talk about it on the Fantasy Feast podcast. Three nothing. Three nothing. Justin Jefferson got hurt early on a big hit. Wasn't able to return. That's not a good sign. Josh Dobbs was not playing well to be kind. So Nick Mullins came in and eventually led the Vikings to the game-winning field goal drive. The only points in the game. By the way, it's nuts that nobody drafted Ivan Pace. Just nuts. I mean, he had an incredible uh, game, including that clinching interception. But because he's short, nobody drafted him. I mean, these guys, that, that is one that they will really regret. San Francisco, they continue on their tear. 28-16 win over the Seahawks. No Geno for the Seahawks. I think they're hoping to get him healthy for the stretch run and at home against the Eagles next Monday night. I don't know that the, the Niners played like their best football, but they just have huge plays. Like their Christian McCaffrey goes for like 75, right? That Debo Samuel has a long play. Kittle has a long play. And I'll say this. I don't know what the Seahawks feel like they're getting out of Jamal Adams, but he just looks like he's a liability out there to me. I thought Drew Locke actually did some positive things. Brutal offsides penalty from the Chiefs. They sealed their fate with a 2017 loss to the Bills. I think I'm going to start with that, Jack, and make that my Labatt take, presented by Labatt Blue Light, the pristine Canadian Pilsner. Enjoy your beers together so you can live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. I think it's a really bad look for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. Frankly, I think that they're better than that. I mean, the guy was way off sides. It wasn't remotely debatable. All of the officials on TV that do a good job, Terry McCauley, NBC, Gene Steratore, CBS, there, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even like a debatable thing. And by the way, when a receiver goes up to the line, if they know what they're doing, they look out to the ref and they're like, I'm on. Am I okay? Am I okay? And the ref will be like, yeah, you're okay. Or the ref will say, you better get back a little bit. Kadarius Tony clearly didn't do that. Because if he looked at the ref to make sure he was okay, the ref would have said, get back a little bit. And Tony would have done it. So he didn't follow the protocol that receivers follow. I, I just, I can't believe the Chiefs are spending this much time complaining about an obvious error. Isn't this the same Chiefs that were like, oh, that was clearly a hold on Bradbury in the Super Bowl. Letter of the law, you got to call that. Well, what's the difference now? Letter of the law, you got to call that. Tony was offsides, period. Broncos, they take over. Justin Herbert leaves early with a hand injury 24-7. Well, I'm going to say more about the game than just that. Jack, so let me just say a couple more things I would say about that Chiefs-Bills game. Um, By the way, Landon Dickerson got called for it last night for the Eagles. He wasn't even close to being in the neutral zone. Like, they've called that on the Eagles like three times. Um, Josh Allen and the Bills got off to a crazy hot start after the Epinesa interception. Then Josh Allen had his one head-scratching pick of the game. Um, which led to the Kansas City touchdown. Other than that, the thing, the play I talked about was the play. I can't believe Kelsey threw that ball. 
I cannot believe he threw that. That was one of the sweetest plays I've ever seen. I will say this, Jack. It's such a shame that Tony lined up offsides because that would have been one of the coolest plays of all time. Now we'll go to the Broncos beating the Chargers 24-7. Already mentioned, um, you know, Easton Stick having to come in for Herbert. This season is done for the Chargers. I don't think they'll have Herbert. I don't think you can play with a broken index finger on your throwing hand. I don't think they would try to have that. The Broncos' defense was awesome, wreaking havoc all over the place. Every time I looked, there was like a fumble by Easton Stick or the Chargers. You know, and they're like, they had to review it. Was his arm forward or whatever? They were all over Easton Stick. And that catch by Cortland Sutton, we're not talking enough about that catch by Cortland Sutton. That was a sweet, that ball traveled over 60 yards in the air. His arm was pinned. He was interfered with and he caught it with one hand. That was nuts. The Eagles, they lose miserably for the second straight week in a row. Losing control of the one seed in a blowout loss to the Cowboys, 33-13. So I'll, I'll talk about this as well this morning on my Ross report, which we post on uh, every social platform. So it's just a minute or less usually talking about the Eagles every day since I do so much stuff in Philly and, and for the Eagles. Listen, the Cowboys were clearly the better team. The Cowboys, especially early, it was like the Eagles' defense picked up where they left off against the Niners, which is to say not able to stop the opponent at all. Really bad. I will say I thought that the Eagles' defense looked better, got better in the second half. And I know their defensive line was able to get some pressure on Prescott, but not enough. I mean, the Eagles' D-line is not as dominant as they need to be. The Eagles lost Blankenship with a concussion. That hurts. Um, I actually thought the Eagles moved the ball better. Hurts played better, but not nearly enough. Three fumbles, bogged down the red zone. Dak was awesome. Ferguson. Made, for the Cowboys, made some huge plays. Cowboys are cooking right now, but their schedule is going to continue to be tough. How about Stephon Gilmore? Shout out for him as well. Fantastic game. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Speaking of shout-outs, Jack, MyFrontPageStory.com. I don't know if I said this last week or not. If you get a My Front Page Story for a loved one for the holidays and you forward me the confirmation email, I guarantee I will sign a press pass and send it to you. That's it. That's all you have to do. Ross at RossTucker.com after you go to MyFrontPageStory.com. Love Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, go-bangles.com and backoffaschedule.com.